Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. We are in the second half of chapter 13. Let me start by reading verses 11 and 12. Then I saw another beast which rose out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. Now, if you remember from the first part of Revelation 13, we saw a beast rising out of the sea, and we discussed how this first beast out of the sea is the Antichrist. Now, in verse 11, another beast rises out of the earth, and it has the authority of the first beast. These are kind of like partners in crime, so to speak. And it says it has two horns like a lamb. And just kind of bring you up to date. You probably haven't seen a lot of horns on sheep. Some sheep breeds do have horns. Some have their horns cut off. And many sheep today have just basically had the horns genetically kind of bred out of them. But the thing is, this beast looks like a lamb. A beast isn't a lamb. A lamb's a nice, docile creature. A beast is not. And this beast is the person we call the false prophet. Now, how do we know that? Well, remember, there's three key personages here. Starting in chapter 12, and the first half of 13, we saw that Satan being kicked out of heaven in his position, and then he's furious with the people of God, and so he gives his power to this first beast from the sea, the Antichrist. And then we read this in Revelation 16 and verse 13. He says, I saw issuing from the mouth of the dragon, that's Satan, and from the mouth of the beast, that's the Antichrist, and from the mouth of the false prophet. In other words, Revelation 16 uses the words, the false prophet, to describe the vision we see in 1311, a beast from the sea. Again, in Revelation 19 and verse 20, it says the beast, he's talking about the first beast, the Antichrist, was captured, and with it, the false prophet who in his presence had worked the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped its image. So this second beast out of the earth is the false prophet. So in Revelation 13, we have this twin pair, satanically inspired, the Antichrist and the false prophet. And what the false prophet will do, remember he looks like a lamb. He has this nice religious appearance. The false prophet will set up a diabolical worldwide religious system. 
and you think, well, how could this work in the modern world? Well, if you want to see a precursor of this, there's a group called the URI, United Religions Initiative. Now, I'm not saying this is the system of the beast. I'm saying it's a precursor. It's a good, good preview of what this could look like. And if you like to read a lot, there's a book almost uh, 500 pages long on the United Religions Initiative by a a convert to Catholicism by the name of Lee Penn, P-E-N-N, the United Religions Initiative. And a question could be asked, and I think it's a pretty good question, how in the world could someone like this false prophet unite all the world's religions? Because, I mean, particularly, let's, let's look in the Middle East. It's powder keg. You got Islam, the, the radical jihadists who hate Jews and Judaism and also hate Christianity, and they're ready to go to war perpetually on this. How in the world could all this come together? This is how the world will be allowed to come under the deceptive spirits that controlled the Gentile world before the coming of Christ, before the first coming of Christ 2,000 years ago. In other words, it's an umbrella of darkness that was over the Gentile world. Remember those Christmas scriptures from the Gospels and from the prophet Isaiah? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This is the epiphany. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We'll be getting to this in Revelation 20 in depth, but in a nutshell, what happens uh, at the end of this long period of these spirits being bound, not from all activity, but from being able to have this worldwide deception that they had before the coming of Christ. And right before Christ comes back again, there's a small little brief season where these spirits have their way to bring darkness again over the earth. And I believe Revelation chapter 9, we've already gone over this, is describing this very event. And it says, when the fifth angel blew his trumpet, he was given a key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. This is exactly what the prophet Isaiah was describing in the Old Covenant era. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, light has shined. But as the modern world turns from the light back to the darkness, this is what you get. And when the darkness pervades, when the modern world either gives lip service or turns from Christianity, then these deceptive spirits aligned with the false prophet can have their way. Now, one of the prime ways that the false prophet deceives the entire world is through his deceptive signs. I'll read two verses. It says, it works great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in the sight of men. Elijah did this in the Old Testament. He was the true prophet, but here's the phony, you see, 
almost doing the same thing. And by the signs which it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, the Antichrist, it deceives those who dwell on earth, bidding them make an image for the beast which was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And so what he's going to do is perform false miracles. And again, you need to realize this is nothing new. Think back in the times of Moses and Aaron having their contest with Pharaoh, and we'd see a miracle that Aaron would perform, and then the sorcerers and magicians of Egypt would do it too. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And this is what's going to happen in the end times. Jesus said in Matthew 24, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Lo, I have told you beforehand. And then from St. Paul, and we've gone over this in our studies in Second Thessalonians, but it definitely pays to go back here. And the coming of the lawless one, that is the Antichrist, by the activity of Satan, Satan inspiring him, but will be with all power and pretended signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are to perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends upon them a strong delusion. So, the false prophet uh, is going to really capture the unbelieving world's attention and devotion and end up acknowledging the kingship of the Antichrist and give him worship. Kingship and worship. Where does it go? Jesus or the Antichrist? And this is the contest here being set up in the book of Revelation. Now, you need to be aware there is such a thing as true Christian prophecy. In the book of Acts, we find Agabus stood up and gave a prophecy in Acts chapter 11 that there would be a famine all over the world. And the Catholic Church all through the Mediterranean world raised funds and sent it back to the Middle East to that area of the world seems particularly hit hard by famines. And yet at the same time, you have in Acts 13, the false prophet, Bar-Jesus. So you had two prophets going on. You had the true prophets um, of Philip's four daughters. And yet in the book of Revelation, and we've covered this in chapter two, we have that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality. So, one of the things you want to do to sniff out the false prophets, so to speak, you want to match their speech, match what they say with the moral teaching of Scripture as continuously understood by the Catholic Church. And we're living in a very funny day with even some cardinals saying absolutely crazy things. They're not crazy. They're, they're just rabidly immoral. And if they start saying, I'm a prophet, and it's okay to do this and this and that, and God accepts you, you won't go to hell, or hell's not for eternity, you don't listen to that, okay? Now, St. Paul says, don't despise prophesying. That's actually in the imperative mood, which means it's a command. But he says, test everything, hold fast to what is good, 
and obviously reject what isn't. So how do you test? Well, this is from a bishop of Rome around 200 AD, a very early bishop of Rome, who wrote a commentary, a prophetic commentary on the prophet Daniel and also wrote a treatise on the Antichrist. It's the oldest complete commentary we have of any book of the Bible in the Christian church. And it also, it is the earliest Roman Catholic teaching for resisting the Antichrist and the false prophets' deceptions. And here's what he says, and I quote, But many who are hearers of the divine scriptures and have them in their hand and keep them in mind with understanding will escape his imposture, for they will see clearly through his insidious appearance and his deceitful imposture and will flee from his hands. How do you tell the difference between the true and the false? It says, hearers of divine scriptures, they have them in their hand. It's not just somebody else. We're living in a day, and the day when the false prophet comes will be a day when you just can't say, well, Steve's on the radio and he talks about scriptures and Father, you know, reads the scriptures in mass. No, you have them in your hand with understanding. You've taken the time to try to dig into the scriptures and make them your own. They will see clearly through his deceptive appearance. It will cut through the fog. It will cut through the darkness with everlasting light. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 106 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.